Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. everybody welcome back to the dk Steelers podcast i'm your host chris carter running solo today getting you ready for a monday and uh guys it was a wild weekend before we get into any scores or anything like that we gotta recap all the covid stories because there were a lot of them so first a fullback for the new orleans saints did test positive saturday night or before their game against the detroit lions and then, uh, but then it, that he was he tested negative, so then it was determined that that was a false positive, and the Saints were good to go. They ended up playing the Lions. But what froze everything on top of you know what happened with the Steelers and the Titans, and we'll get back to that very shortly, was when Cam Newton tested positive for COVID nineteen. I believe it was on Friday, and it set set the world into a frenzy. And it, when the questions started being raised, how many of the Patriots got it? And all the testing was done. Immediately, Cam Newton was put into quarantine. And the Patriots were supposed to play the Chiefs at 4 o'clock on Sunday. You heard Dale and I, you know, talking about that game and previewing that game on the Friday episode. And whoo-wee! Um, this was wild. This was scary. Because after the Steelers and Titans got postponed, it put, it put a lot of people wondering, is the league going to have to shut down if this is starting to happen all across the league? Because now you're talking about three games being impacted. But this seems like the NFL's system is working right now for how to handle this stuff. The Saints player tested negative and went back out there and is playing. We'll see how that goes. But the uh, the the Patriots and Chiefs isolated everyone. They had gotten in their weeks of week of practice in already, anyways. They seem like they have everyone else is is testing negative for days. And as it stands, Adam Schefter of ESPN is announcing that it is most likely that those teams will play um, on Monday Night Football right before the Falcons and Packers are playing. So we get double action on Monday Night Football now, so long as the Patriots and Chiefs continue to test negative heading into that game. But the system does seem to be working. Because also, with the Titans, and I'm going to get into this with my Don't Get Me Started segment more with my opinions on the situation, but the Titans have more players continuing to test positive. That means they had a player test po- two players test positive on Tuesday, more on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday they had Jeffrey Simmons, their rookie superstar, or not superstar, their guy who they were expecting to dominate the defensive line for them. And then Sunday they had another player test positive. And Adam Schefter reported that because of that, now we're talking about the Titans' Week 5 game against the Buffalo Bills, another matchup of undefeated teams, also being in jeopardy. And this was why your guy Chris Carter, right on this very show, was telling everybody, I don't think that the bye week should should be the answer. It should be the end of the regular season. 
and TN. Whatever games are postponed, you just stack them up at the end there, and 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 that's how we get here. The NFL has booked out Raymond James Stadium for the until, through April, from what I understand. So if that's what they're prepared to do, Raymond James Stadium is where the Super Bowl is. If that's what they're prepared to do, use that advantage. Say, hey, you know what? Teams are just going to have to have multiple buys this year, and then we'll get to the end of the season, and whatever postponed games were postponed will be played then and there. And yeah, it won't be regular. Yeah, it'll be weird, but it'll get done, and everyone will have 16 games. This isn't like baseball when teams have you know, 60 games in this season to go from. Every game in a 16-game season is vital to tiebreakers, to how the season works, and to the money that goes to, to, to the NFL, which is what's going, to, what's driving the serious conversations of the salary cap and collective bargaining and all that. And again, I'll get more into that in the in the "Don't Get Me Started" segment. But the Titans do seem to have an outbreak that they cannot get a clamp on. They have not been able to contain. And now we're wondering how serious is this? How much of their team is wasted? And to all the people who are saying. Well, they got practice squad guys. Why not just use those? The point isn't the practice squad guys to be added. They don't know who all has this right now. They still have to do an investigation to figure out who has COVID-19 at this very point in time. If they don't figure that out you're, and, and just say, hey, yeah, go practice and play, they're putting everyone, they're putting those other practice squad guys who are supposed to be safe and be the backups in at risk. And then the whole team will have COVID-19, and then we're talking about a disaster. And then if you let them play, and you know, and then you're throwing some guys, pack the squad guys in there, and we don't know if they have it or not. If we let them play and they do that, then you're putting other teams at risk. The NFL's system is working. They're catching it. They're dealing with it. They're keeping the season alive. Now the breakdown will happen if two teams after a game have have huge outbreaks and then that starts to devastate the season that to me is when the system will crumble but it didn't because the titans played the vikings two sundays ago now and when they played them the vikings didn't have a single positive test from all that i've read everything worked there seems like the titans outbreak came after that game and that's where it started and they're still trying to figure out how it got there. So I say that to say, don't panic right now, Steelers fans and NFL fans. The NFL system for handling this is still ongoing. It seems like it's working. This is what it was designed to do to catch it, to prevent it, and to figure out what's going on. We got to see what happened with the Titans here. It involves some patience. And that patience is going to be part of my rant segment at the end of the show. But ultimately... This COVID-19 stuff, it's scary. It's very tough to keep to keep down, but the NFL is doing their best to do just that. We're going to take a quick break here. After this, we come back, we're going to break down some of those Sunday games and how they played out right after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're back here on the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, running solo today. Dale Lolly wasn't able to join us, but he'll be back with us for, for the Tuesday episode of the week. Now let's recap some of these Sunday games because it was a wild one. We had all sorts of stuff after we made it through all the COVID. Um, and don't forget, there's two Monday Night Football games tonight. But after we made it through all the COVID, there were some there were some upsets going on. First of all, the Carolina Panthers at home beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-21. That one caught me off guard. Teddy Bridgewater was putting up some numbers at had 276 yards and two passing touchdowns. That was impressive. Robbie Anderson showed up. I thought that they were going to struggle. Mike Davis came through. So if you followed my my fantasy football advice of some last minute plugins, he was a he was a good come up. Um Kyler Murray also put up good numbers, but uh, only 133 yards but three touchdown passes, 78 rushing yards. Um, but ultimately, they weren't able to come up with it. Uh, the Bengals in your AFC North games here, the Bengals win, th- win by eight over the Jaguars. The Bengals get their first win with Joe Burrow as the starter. Joe Mixon went off, so that was that was a good job on them. Jaguars fall to one and three. The Browns in the game that, uh, that Dale and I were talking about last week, they got into that shootout that we predicted, but Baker Mayfield came through. He threw two touchdowns, 165 yards, and Jarvis Landry threw a touchdown to Odo Beckham Jr., who... I was, as I said on the WPXI Fantasy Insider, was going to have a good day. He caught two passes for 73 yards and a touchdown. Also, uh, or no, I'm sorry, he ran for two, twice, two, uh, two carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. He caught five passes for 81 yards and two touchdowns, three touchdowns of the day. Huge day for him. Dak Prescott also had a huge day. Amari Cooper uh, with over 130 yards receiving. CeeDee Lamb uh, with two touchdowns on the day. That was interesting. Then around the AFC North, uh, finishing up, we got uh, the Ravens did as we expected. They beat the they beat the Washington football team. They're three and one. The uh, Washington's the one and three. Uh, the Ravens win 31-17. Lamar Jackson got busy again. Uh, he had seven seven rushes for 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, then completed 14 to 21 passes for 193 yards, two touchdowns, and only one interception. Um, you saw Marquise Brown get worked into the equation, but Mark Andrews made a return, caught all three of his targets for 57 yards uh, and two touchdowns. He right now it seems like he's he, him and you know Hollywood Brown. They're figuring out how how Hollywood Brown's going to work because uh, he hasn't really found any consistency. But it's kind of like if Mark Andrews doesn't catch the ball, Lamar Jackson's screwed. So note for that, Steeler fans. Um, but uh, but you know it was a, it was a, it was an interesting day. For the Ravens, they were able to get some get some plays off. Mark Mark Ingram got me got in the end zone. Um, uh, Antonio Gibson actually played actually played pretty well uh, at running back for uh, for Washington. He had 13 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. Um, also caught four passes for 82 yards. So fantasy wise, he was a good pickup. Um, but around the league, uh, the Saints eked out the, the Lions. The Lions made it a lot closer than I thought. The Vikings beating the Texans by eight in Houston. That's a rough one. That's one that I'm kind of like, ew, like what happened there? Because 
Uh, now Deshaun Watson, you signed that long-term contract, buddy. It's looking rough. Bill O'Brien, that seat better be hot. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving right along, Seattle did what they were supposed to do, winning 31-23 over the Dolphins. Uh, uh, Justin Herbert gave Tom Brady a, a run for his money through three touchdowns and an interception, uh, completing 20 of 25 for 290. Um, uh, but Tom Brady, being Tom Brady, threw five touchdowns in the game. Uh, that was a, that was an impressive showing. Also, Ronald Jones had 20 carries for 111 yards. So Tom Brady showing some life there. Um, Rams held off the Giants 17-9. Colts beat the Bears 19-11. And Bills beat the Raiders 30-23. Um, so big days for the, for the Sunday day games. And uh, interesting stuff here, the AFC North. Um, I mean, really, they, they all won. Uh, the, the the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens all win, so they pick up a, a half. They all each pick up a half game on the Steelers, considering this is the Steelers' bye week. So we'll see how that plays out for the rest of the year, or we'll see that plays out the next few the next few weeks because we got to see you know what other teams get get postponed and how that plays into it. Uh, but you know, you know, I was, I wouldn't, you know, I'd say I'm surprised by the Bengals finding some continuity on offense, finally getting the ground game going, which I didn't think they would, uh, use the way that they've been blocking for Joe Mixon. Um, they also worked Mixon into the passing game. He caught six passes for, uh, for 30 yards and a touchdown. Impressive stuff there. Um, you know, but I still don't, I just don't know, I don't know who the Jaguars are, right? Like, you know they came out and and they they had a big win early and then they've been up and down but they've just been losing and it's just like well, what when is what is it going to turn back on because you, you know as soon as you pick the Jaguars to lose they're going to find a way to win against some team and you're going to be like huh what the heck I don't know so that's that's where I'm at with uh, with, with them, but the Bengals getting their work first wins big. Uh, the Browns getting their win, and they did it without Nick Chubb because he got hurt. We got to see how that goes. Uh, I, I think it's more of a. I think that that Browns win. They're also three and one, um, uh, which is uh, which I you know, that's just impressive. I don't know the last time they were three and one, but the, this was more of a sign to me that the Cowboys are even worse than I thought they were. Like I saw that their secondary and their defense was lacking. They got shredded by these dudes. I mean, again. Nick Chubb, out the game. Only six carries for 43 yards. Cream Hunt comes in. And Cream Hunt's, Cream Hunt's a bad dude. 11 carries, 71 yards, two touchdowns. But then you give up the reverse to Odell Beckham Jr., who scores the touchdown. Um, you know, they, Duke Johnson or, you know, they, you know gets leads the team with 95 yards on 13 carries. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't get to pick off Baker Mayfield. Uh, so that was uh, that that was a that was a rough one in my eyes was seeing was seeing that the Cowboys couldn't do that. That's a sign to me that if they if they don't figure out something on defense, the Steelers offense should be able to put points up against them because the, don't forget Steelers have to travel to Dallas in Week Nine uh, now, and that'll be a three three straight games of road games where uh, where they'll play the Titans in Tennessee in Week Seven, the Ravens in Baltimore in Week Eight. And then the Cowboys in Dallas in Week Nine. If Dallas doesn't pick it up, that's not as vaunted as a trip as I thought it would be. I thought that was going to be a real tester for this for the Steelers. But then there's still plenty of time to see things differently. But um, but the Dallas Cowboys, their defense looks like Swiss cheese. So we'll see if the Browns can keep it up um, next week. There's you know, there's an inter- there's some interesting stuff here. You got the Bengals at the Ravens. Uh, so Joe Burrow's got to follow up his first career win by facing them. The Colts. 
at the Browns. That's going to be fun to watch because the Colts, it's a four o'clocker, so you'll be able to watch the Steelers game and then watch that one and see who's real. Um, so, uh, yeah, th- we got some interesting stuff lined, lined up here. I think it's going to, I think it could be a really cool, uh, second set of games. Now, Dale did win his pick this week because he picked the Colts and I picked the Bears, which means we're now tied. Uh, but again, yeah, he had to win one game. He had to win on a flip of a coin, uh, to tie it up. So I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. We back at it. So, um, but yeah, so that was, that was the day. That was the day in games. Uh, for Sunday, again, tune in tonight because you got two Monday night football games, uh, Patriots and Chiefs, and then Packers and Falcons, a doubleheader, and it's really kind of a weird doubleheader because the first game's good, definitely going to be going on when the second game starts, so, um, but uh, hey, more football for me, I will take it every day. This is, uh, so we're going we're gonna to take one more break here, but when we get back, it's going to be time for Don't Get Me Started, and y'all got me started. Who did specifically? Find out after this. Welcome back to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started. Don't get me started with the Titans should forfeit outrage. Now hear me out. I'm the one who's allowed to rant here, guys. It's my job. This is Don't Get Me Started, the last segment of the DK Steelers Podcast here. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Now, normally I am one to rant about things, and I'm going to rant here a little bit, but Here's my stance on the Titans being asked to forfeit. And I understand that I am actually not agreeing with the person whose names, or initials rather, are at the head of this podcast, in Dayan Kovacevic. Because he says the Titans should forfeit. Because it's clear that stuff went wrong there. Here's my kickback on that. For a few reasons, I do not think the Titans should forfeit, should be forced to forfeit this game. If they want to forfeit, by all means, go right ahead. That's your decision. Um, But there are several reasons why that shouldn't happen. And especially right now when we're still trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Now, as I mentioned in the first segment, this is also saying, this is also saying this on top of the fact that we now know that from Tuesday to Sunday, the Titans have had a new player in you know, test positive for COVID-19 every single day, sometimes multiple players. That is not good. That shows that something went wrong in their process and that has led to other things. That has led, that has led to this outbreak, which is now it is an official outbreak of COVID-19. It is the first real one of the teams, of all, of all the teams. Um, and now it has impacted the season. And as I talked about in the first segment, we also saw, we almost saw the Chiefs and Patriots get it impacted the same way. But the question does come down to: Should the Titans have to forfeit because of this? Now, here's the only, my only problem with. Well, here's my I have several problems. Here's my first problem with that: You need time to investigate how this thing happened, because by and large, we have ideas of how COVID nineteen spreads, 
but we're still learning every day about new ways and how to stop it, how to prevent it. How I mean, the president of the United States got COVID nineteen. Like, if the if if the if the most protected person in the world is is get is able to get COVID nineteen, I I think that there's there are parameters that can that can be breached and just overlooked with simple things that just over that someone missed that may not be as egregious as they were being extremely careless. Now, is it possible they were extremely careless? Absolutely. But I think that, that, we should, that we should take the time to evaluate what actually happened here. And again, this is why I said that they should push this game to the end of the season, not to week seven like they have. But they should. this is why if they push it to the end of the season, this would give time to evaluate why this outbreak happened, what what the impact was, and they're already saying that this impact could make it hard for the Titans to pay the bills in week five. But here's the thing is that we don't know if it was something a matter of, hey, you know what, uh, someone's kids got it while being outside, or someone didn't know a family member had it, and... They, and they thought they were safe and that they were in a bubble and some way had it. There's, there's so many different ways to get this thing that's tough to measure. And if it was something as innocent as that and then one person brought it in and then tested negative for days but was walking around and did have it and, and they just it, it was missed or, or you know, or there, or there was some there was some event where you know, there was some way, way that they interacted with someone outside the facility that, um, that brought it in. And then again, these are all the questions. If they did these things, like if they, if they held a party, if there was an event that they held, or if there was something that they did that was that was you know uh, you know ill advised, then we should talk about that. But we don't know if they did yet. We don't know how it broke into their bubble and how all these people are now getting COVID nineteen. If it is something egregious, okay, yeah, well we could talk about some penalties. But on the aspect of we have to be honest about we don't know what's going on here, we also have to be honest that the NFL needs these games to happen. Not in the sense that they need to risk people's lives. I'm not saying that they should have gone out there and just played with COVID-19 and just contaminated whoever they contaminated, but in the sense that if they can reorganize it so that the Titans and Steelers can play at some point this season and everyone be safe, it should happen. One, because the NFL needs to be able to keep up their salary cap. Two, because the NFL, I, I look at this, as the Steelers should 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 prove to everyone that they're still that they're still you know that that very good team to potentially a great team on their path. If the if the Titans were forced to forfeit, everyone would use that as an excuse for the Steelers and say, "Oh, you're not really that good." I mean, they already do that anyways. But I would prefer to see these teams play at at a later time. Now, granted, I do think that the Steelers should be compensated or be given an opportunity or an advantage in this situation, you know, maybe, maybe the penalty would be, they have to play at Heinz field. That might be, um, uh, you know, that might be a more even trade because the Steelers did give up their mid, their perfectly positioned mid season bye week to get this, to, to have, to be able to play this game now because of the Titans, uh, you know, you know, situation here. Now, again, we don't know if they're, how big of these mistakes were. We don't know how big this outbreak is because it's still growing. But I think that the, the 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 forfeit train is not one I'm on just yet. I can get there if there was something really egregious and Mike Vrabel just did something that was really stupid at, or, or or allowed something really stupid amongst his team, and then you're like, okay, we got to send the message that this was irresponsible and it it jeopardized the entire season. But if 
if the investigation reveals like, hey, you know what, one or two guys maybe have got it from their families or from their homes or from something innocently, you know, maybe there was a mistake, like you picked up, you know, an order of food and the person got too close and that, and that person was contaminated. I mean, there's, there's places, um, uh, the, you know, there's, there's places that are, that are getting contaminated all the time, all the time right now. There's, re there's restaurants that have to close. There's businesses that have to close. Uh, I worked before I took this job full time here at DKPittsburghSports.com. We had a couple people at, at an, at the office I used to work, work with, uh, that, that got COVID-19 and we were all supposed to be bubble, you know, in our own bubble so that we could keep the offense office going because we were just deemed an essential business. You know, these things happen. And what we found out was like, you know, for one person, it was because they were visiting their, their that person's daughter got into a car accident and that, and they went to the hospital to check on their daughter and they got it while they were at the hospital. So, I mean, it was, you know, sometimes it's, it's not, it's not fair. And that's why I think that it's a little harsh to just jump down and say, how did, you know, how did you let this happen? Now, granted, the optics are, how did you let this happen? Because if it was one person, you'd think that with all the protocols in place, that person still would be the only person that got it. But I'm willing to be patient and see how this plays out. There's a lot of different th factors in here that are, that are factors beyond my scientific comprehension, which is a very low bar. I, I just, I read what NASA and CDC and like the, the experts say, and I trust, I trust their guidance. Um, but when I look at this, I'm, I know that I'm not smart enough to jump down somebody's throat about it. So I'm going to be, you know, if, again, if it's something that it's obvious that they jump down their throat about it, like, you know, some of the Titans held a party together and they were, they were bringing in guests and, you know, people were there and they didn't have any way to have, be accountable for, for their bubbles. Totally. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger brought up earlier in the week that he's making sure his kids are homeschooled because he wants to maintain his bubble. That is that is the kind of vigilance you need here. Now, if again, if if it's something if it's something where the Titans were all, all you know all outright undisciplined and outright just didn't care, that's that's actionable, and maybe not a forfeit, but draft picks, money. However you can do that, I think the NFL should do that. But a forfeit, I feel like, doesn't... I mean, it would send a message, but I feel like it, it, it ends up hurting more people as well. Because the NFL needs the, the, the millions of dollars that each, each game generates from, from being on TV, which is the, where the bulk of their money comes from. And if they set the precedent, precedent of, can, of forfeiting games and canceling games, they're going to start losing a lot of money this year. And then that salary cap, when the Steelers are trying to figure out how to how to keep Juju Smith-Schuster and Bud Dupree and, and T.J. Watt and James Conner and Zach Banner and Villanueva and all these other guys, that's going to be that much harder for them and for every other team. And again, that's allowing the Titans' mistakes to have a bigger impact across the league. I think, again, the fairer thing is to do right now is to push the Titans game against the Steelers to the end of the season. They chose not to. They made that week seven. But if they can't play week five, what you going to do? Because you already took away the, 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 the Titans' other bye week. So let's be patient and wait. I'm ranting to be patient. Jeez, where did this segment go? But you hear me out here. 
I'm I, I'm one person that that's also like, yeah, that, that we should be treating this COVID-19 stuff serious. And if you're if you're not treating it seriously, I think that you're that, that, that you're hurt, that you're hurting people around you and you're being selfish. But I want to see that they were being selfish and that that's what caused all of this before I jump down their throats, because I know people who were very cautious and still got it. I know doctors who were very cautious and still got it. That's what that's what I want to that's why I want to be careful about. That's what I want to learn about before I'm jumping down their throats. But y'all got me started, and this has been Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. Thanks for listening to the DK Steelers Podcast. Uh, Dale Lolly will be with us tomorrow on the show to recap more things, including double Monday night football, as the Chiefs and Patriots are set to face off tonight on top of the Packers and the Falcons. We'll do all that tomorrow on the show. If you're enjoying the, the DK Podcast Network, please leave us a five-star review as well as a positive comment. Um, those things really help out the show. Be back in your ears tomorrow. Mm-hmm.